Welcome back, everybody, to the RDP, better known as the Runners Delight Podcast, presented Runners by Delight Workers Stop. I'm here with my boy LJ. What's up, L? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. So you told me, I know that um, this week I wanted to try to do a video about how to incorporate speed work into your long runs and into your training overall. Um, so that's something that's definitely important to us runners. Um, but you told me that you're on your own. Um, fitness journey in that you really you know try to get back in the gym so tell us a little bit about what you got going on yeah i mean it's just a sort of background i'm 29 all through high school middle school i played basketball ever since i graduated high school stopped completely uh but back then right cardio was just a part of basketball and just like the training practices and all of that but i was never with it you get older you realize cardio is something that you gotta gotta keep up right so got back into the gym um but realized like I, I you know i'm not trying to be the rock i would rather get a good cardio work in and then have my heart rate pumping or whatever so i just been trying to kind of figure out a way to get started with more cardio runs outside and then also just you know going up from there yeah i mean so so actually so this is more in line with what you actually trying to do than i initially thought because like i mean if you're really trying to get some cardio runs in that means that you're trying to run aerobically in a aerobic um, nature so that you're breathing naturally you're um, able to hold a conversation you know that that's something that you know your body can actually build on so that you can continue to um, go down that fitness path um so ways that you can incorporate speed work i know you asked me a question we was upstairs and we were talking because it's a couple of people over right now and you asked me a question you said exactly what is speed work right um so I would say speed work because I, you know, I'm trying to try to figure out how to, you know, actually bring that across. So speed work is actually work that runners do to build functional speed over time. So me being a long distance runner and running marathons is not enough for, for me to just run one lap fast or to run one segment fast. I need to be able to maintain that speed mile after mile after mile and have it gradually, you know, culminate to a faster time. So in doing that, you, of course, you know, the long slow run is the staple of every runner's um, and, you know, especially whether you want a half marathon or a full marathon, um, the training plan, that's something that we have to do. But in order to, to um, really get that turnover that you need, you have to incorporate faster running so that your body can adapt to that faster running. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that, that's something that's important because if your body never adapts to it, you never build the strength that it takes to run right. an eight minute mile, a seven minute mile, a six minute mile, not one time, but over and over and over again. That's why it's something that's always so amazing to me is um, like you have uh, like like um, Kip Kipchoge, the, uh, the guy from Kenya that keeps winning all the marathons and setting all the records. I mean, he's running a marathon in two hours and one minute. So just by comparison, I'm just passing halfway when he finished. So I'll be, be about 13 miles in and he's finishing 26. So that means that he's running at a sub five minute pace for 26, for 26 consecutive times. That's just amazing to me. Like I don't even understand like how that's possible, but that's something that he does. So, I mean, obviously in my world, us mortals, we're not gonna run that fast, but I wanna try to be able to maintain a seven minute mile pace right. or eight minute mile pace for the distance of 26 miles. Right. 
So, um, you know, I, I really want to, you know, like in your in your world, like you was talking about. Now we was talking about shoes, and you know, there's two sides to that, right? You got functionality, you got style, and you got actual, you know, the technology that's in the shoe. That's something that you know, China was uh, my wife was complaining about. She said you spent three hundred dollars for some some shoes that's only gonna last you a hundred miles. Um, so now explain to everybody what you thought that you can go outside and run. Well, okay. So, you know, I'm big into fashion and, you know, the colorful shoes and the standout. So, so me, I mean, I didn't really think before I started the cardio journey of actually trying to run outside, I, I didn't think it was that big of a jump. I thought it was just like some gym shoes, some running shoes. And then that's just what wait, you wait, yeah, Okay. Okay. Gym shoes. Like, like explain again what you mean by gym shoes. Cause when I seen these shoes, y'all. I have to explain. Like this is not video. This is a, this is a, a audio podcast. So I mean, I can go on and on about shoes because I love shoes. But the best way to describe it is like if you just go on your normal TikTok or social media and you go to your typical fitness influencer and you look at the shoes that they wearing, that's basically the shoes that we're talking about at this current time. So it, it, it can be Converse trucks that are completely, you know, flat. Right. Obviously, I got enough common sense to be like, you obviously shouldn't be trying to run a marathon in some Converse's, but you have your Nike Blazers that are completely flat. Yep. Um, then you also have the Adidas, which is what I have on today, which are just typical Adidas gym shoes that are about 90 or $100. Right. Yeah. That's basically what we're talking about. So that's what I brought up to you. And I said, I mean, this will work. Right. And then that's when you went and told me all the different shoes and what I should actually be going for when it comes to running outside and actually running like efficiently outside. Because uh, ultimately in here, I'm 10 years in, like just running on a consistent basis. But at the same time, even me, I really just learned in this training cycle what it means to have a pair of runner uh, trainers and have have your marathon shoe or your race day shoe to have your speed work shoe. Like there's different type of shoes, you know what I'm saying? Because every shoe has a different um, durability factor and a different speed factor. Like right now, I was um, explaining that I'm running in the um, um, Saucony Elites for the marathon, you know? And and by the way, uh, I'm running in in the slime colorway. I ain't running in that pink colorway. I know that my grandmother, she called me out the blue and she said, yeah, I think the pink would be nice. Yeah. I said, grandma, you crazy. Number one, if I pull up the pink ones and I'm gonna pull them up after this is over with, so you can see, then you would say, grandma, you absolutely lost it. No, I mean, you know me, I, I like the colors though. I know, but we talk about Barbie, man. I talk about, I like magenta. <laughs> the party yeah, pink. Like, like it's Barbie pink, you know what I'm saying? Like for real. So hold on, can we just take a step back? You you had just named all the different shoes, right? Yes. And you're saying that you have different shoes for the for the different whatever training style or run that you're trying to hit that that day. And I was I remember because I've been in the um Saucony endorphin line. So I got the ones, the twos, the threes. I don't know if anybody's seen my post, but 
I have all of those shoes and I used to really put training miles on those shoes. But that also forces you by default to run a certain speed because the shoe is lighter. The shoe has the speed roll technology. It has the carbon plate. So it's going to make you run faster. So you can't really do slow runs because you're always running pretty fast. You know what I'm saying? Versus right now, I got the Saucony Shifts, um, the threes, and they're a little bit heavier, a little bit more sturdy, but they're also cushioned and they're also projected to last for 500 to 700 miles. So those are what you put your everyday long, slow run on. You can't even, like those, my elites, I, I won't see those until the actual marathon in September. Like, it's just not going to happen. And that's because they don't have enough, like, longevity on them. Yeah, I mean, because here, if you look at them, and I'm just looking at them right now, and I only put two miles on them, you already see on the toe right there right. the wear and tear. There's only a thin layer of rubber that keeps it away from the actual foam that's on the shoe. Gotcha. Supported. Gotcha. You know so you ain't getting that many, that many miles on the shoe, but gotcha. the shoe still costs $275. So you, um, not to cut you off, but you typically saying, but you basically saying that typically shoes that you got right now that you would use for like marathon day, those are like top line. Oh yeah, of the shoe, but they don't have a lot of longevity. No, it's okay. They don't have no. They don't have a lot of dexterity to them. Gotcha. Whether it's a Nike, whether it's a Saucony, whether it's Adidas, it does not matter. Like that shoe is made is built purely for speed. Um, purely to be light, purely to be quick. And it, it's not built to be running around the track a million times, to be going on a long run just for training purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm running a 5K tomorrow, then I'm running, I'm putting that shoe on and I'm running my personal best. You know what I'm saying? Versus, but I'm not taking my trainers to run my personal best. My trainers are just for everyday running. Just for everyday running. Yeah. So, um, but to get back to the to the topic uh, of everything at hand, um, you can definitely incorporate speed work, speed work into your everyday training, and it's so important because if you don't, you'll just maintain the same speed that you have. And that's something that I beat my head against a million times. It's very important to run in an aerobic way where your heart rate is around like 130 or 140 and you you know beats per minute and you can really feel relaxed that's important but it's also important to run in an anaerobic nature that means running without um, having a full supply of oxygen where lactate starts to build up in your muscles because then your body will start to adapt to that running and disperse the lactate better. So every time you run, you don't build up the same amount of lactate. Just, just um, FYI, lactate is what makes you slow down. That's what makes you feel like your muscles are sore. You know what I'm saying? That That's what that's what untrained people feel when they lift weights for the first time that they haven't lift. Um, they feel like their muscles are, you know, it's like a rock. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to sit down and recover. Right. Um, and, but that's what we try to avoid. Lactate, we try to avoid that at all costs as marathon runners because as soon as that comes, only thing that can really make that go away is rest. And we don't, we don't have time to rest. We need to finish the race. So uh, we need to run as, as, as far as possible without building up lactate. We call that our lactate threshold. So, um, you know, guys, just continue to train. But I'm telling you, continue to worry about 
and pay attention to the speed that you do, the speed that you run, um, your turnover, just pay attention to your your, your posture uh, and, and try to run in an effortless manner. You wanna run where it doesn't feel like a grind, it doesn't feel hard. Um, you know, like it should just feel like you're just flowing. Everything should be working together. Um, so it was definitely fun, man, to have you on. Uh, I would love to have you on as you go through your, um, your running journey. And um, yeah, hopefully, maybe we can get a couple spins in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you know where we go, uh, hit the trail, or we can hit the hit the road and uh, try to put a couple miles in in the future for sure. Sounds good. Yep. So um, next time on Runners to Light, um, we'll, we'll definitely try to get LJ back in the building. Um, I tried to get my wife down this time, but she was upstairs watching a movie or something, doing something. So we'll definitely get her next time. Um, but it's definitely been um, it's been a pleasure. Um, and you guys are tuned in to the Runners Delight podcast presented by Worked on Stop. Catch you next time. Runners, Runners Delight, Delight podcast. podcast.